Everyone has their own philosophies, but today we are going by mine. No one is immune from criticism. We need to talk about Daryl Sutter and his recent philosophies in coaching and how this is impacting the Calgary Flames and their chance at a winning season. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. As always, my name is Jess Belmosto, and I'm so happy to be here with you to talk about the Calgary Flames. Before we jump into it, though, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts. We are available for free on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Audible, Google, you name it, we're there for free, and YouTube as well. So come hang out in the comments section and let me know what you think. You know, I think this is a great time to have a conversation because this is a hot button topic. Daryl Sutter and some of his philosophies over the years have become a problem. We saw it in LA. We saw it in San Jose. We've seen it time and time again, and we're seeing it in Calgary now. Even Brad Tree Living is having kind of an issue with him not playing the younger players and giving the rookies a shot. Brad Tree Living said last night when he was talking with the media that, you know, the, the call's kind of coming from inside the house. He, he wants these younger guys to have a chance, but it's not happening. And you got to kind of look at why that's not happening and who's making those decisions. And that, my friends, would be Daryl Sutter. The vets are underperforming, okay? What do you typically do? When a player is underperforming, I don't know. You either move them down in the lineup or you scratch them. And if you scratch them, there becomes an opening. And you just called up Walker Dewar and Jacob Pelletier. Who, who are you slotting in? Like, this isn't brain surgery here. Milan Lucic last night was a minus two player. He was on the ice for two out of the three regulation goals. And there was not a peep, a peep out of Daryl Sutter when it came to that. Being, and it's not just like he's on the ice and he's not, you know, playing with a defensive-minded line or anything like that, you know? Nazem Kadri and Jonathan Huberto both have those abilities, and so does Lucic, but it's not there. Congrats. Congratulations for being able to bring back the Luch tape-to-tape, being able to pass. Fundamentals here. Like, it, it, it's truly a shame that this is what we're talking about at the midpoint of the season, because... I didn't expect this team to be performing the way that they performed last year, but I certainly didn't didn't expect this to be an issue. And if it was an issue, it wasn't going to be as big as it is because Daryl Sutter is now full blown admitting that he doesn't he doesn't want to play the young kids. And this quote right here is from Danny Austin. He writes uh, for the Sun and the Herald, and I'm just pulling up the quote here. Sorry if I'm looking off screen. Uh, we've got 
we've got to take the point. We didn't skate yesterday because the Harlem Globetrotters were playing in our building and we had to travel and then couldn't skate this morning because it was a six o'clock game. So we'd better be thankful we got a point considering that a lot of our young players didn't show up. A lack of preparation, right? Got to take them by the hand, some of these guys. That is so rude and just inconsiderate to say to any of your players, but especially the players that are developing in your system with your son that are playing at such a high caliber level. And they're probably never going to get a, ta- a true taste of NHL talent. Not everyone is not is able to transition from the AHL to the NHL. And this guy is just destroying any chance, all of their confidence saying, oh, you have to hold some of their hands. My brother in Christ, where do you want them to go skate out on Lake Michigan field trip. Let's go, let's go skating on the lake that might not even be frozen because it's been pretty warm recently, unseasonably warm. Like, what do you want? I I don't understand. I, I like, how do you look at this team and say, oh yeah, this is, this is the best this team can be. You know, we're not really, you know, scratching people wouldn't be beneficial. Trevor Lewis, I'm sorry. He's kind of getting on my nerves as well here. He didn't really have a good night last night. Um, Just by the eye test, I don't really have any stats to back that up. But, you know, when you're playing on a line with Adam Rizicka, this young kid is like stabilizing. He is the bookends of this line. And... You, so you're not taking him out. You're not taking Rizicka out of the lineup to, you know, have Lucic move down or anything like that. Like, take Trevor Lewis out of the lineup. I get it was, you know, Daryl Sutter doesn't care that it was his birthday, but it was his birthday yesterday. So let, let him play, I guess. I don't know. But there are players in this organization that are ready to make the jump to the AHL, but Daryl Sutter cannot let old habits die hard. I don't care if you have won 17 Stanley Cups. I don't care if you've never tasted the postseason. You can look at this team and see that there is room for improvement and there is t- it's time to graduate some of these players to the NHL. Lucic, his contract expires at the end of the year. Trevor Lewis does too. You don't need to re-sign Brett Ritchie. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but maybe you do re-sign Brett Ritchie because he's kind of a tough, gritty guy. But it's time for players to be moving up. And move. And some. it's time for them to be moving on. You put them in the lineup and take out the players that are not performing. You give them a chance. You just have to. There's no if, ands, or buts about it at this point. It is the midpoint of the season. You have to use your brain and not the nepotism brain. I'm tired of it being, oh, well, you know, this guy's a Sutter guy because he played with him down in L.A. Who cares? I don't care. I I sat around making plenty of excuses for Daryl Sutter, but enough is enough. And we're going to talk more about that coming up next. But before we do that, I do want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I literally use every day. 
I enjoy AG1 because it just it it is a very beneficial product in terms of sleep, memory, uh, helps your stomach, but it also tastes really good. So it's not it, it it's not like a, a chore to take, right? And with AG1, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole whole food source ingredients. And it's great because it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat paleo, keto, vegan, dairy, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, and there's no nasty chemicals in it. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And thank you all for tuning in to Locked on Flames. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter for my daily ramblings about the Flames at Jess Belmosto. I thought that we could start this this next part of the show off with that, with some reporting. Some great reporting here. Slapshots has been told by two sources that the Kings locked the door to their locker room following a defeat on the road within the last two weeks. So so that Sutter could not get in and deliver what the players apparently expected to be another in a series of lectures and tirades. As the tale was told, after Sutter finally tracked down an arena operative to unlock the door, he was greeted by three heavy waste receptacles lined up as barricades to what had become an empty room. That is one way to send a message to your coach. Uh, I think that that is probably the strongest message uh, a team could send. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that that's the right answer, but it does send a message. And I think this team, we've talked about how this team like doesn't have an identity and how they need to send a message on the ice and how they need to send a message within the locker room to one another. And I don't know if they need to send it to themselves anymore. I think that it needs it needs to be sent to the coach because it appears everyone in the front office is on the same page. It's just the man behind the bench. And I don't know if Brad tree living would ever say, Hey, that extension, I can make that disappear. I can fire you. But I truly think if this was any other coach with a different last name, he would be fired. He would probably be fired or his contract wouldn't be renewed at the end of this season. Word got out about Huberto being upset about Sutter's he's taking a, a crap comment from earlier this season. And, you know, Sutter wasn't saying that to be funny. Apparently he was saying it because Huberto was playing like crap. When in reality, Huberto was on the medical table getting looked at and apparently was dealing with a handful of injuries, not just one, but there were a few lingering 
from the uh, postseason and this offseason. I just I don't know what you can do in this situation. Like it, it definitely feels like a double edged sword because, you know, that's your boss. And if they don't take the message well, well, what are they going to do? Bench you? They're going to healthy scratch you? I don't think in a million years Daryl Sutter would healthy scratch Jonathan Huberto. But if you asked me last year if I thought he would healthy scratch Milan Lucic, I would say no. There's no way. But but again, you never know. Like there's <laughs> retaliation can be on the table as well. And I I don't understand why Jacob Pelletier was called up and he's saying like getting that call is like the best day of his life. Like he's ready to go and he's a healthy scratch. I understand that there was no preparation for him really because, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters were in attendance. They they were using <laughs> the Saddle Dome, so they didn't have a chance to skate. Um, and But to say, like, oh, you need to hold some of these guys' hands is hysterical to me. I guess at practice today, he was taking line rushes with the top six. So are we going to see Lucic you know, either move down and Rizicka out? Again, that would be a ridiculous move. Or are we going to see... Lucic out and Pelletier in, but I don't necessarily think that just because he's skating with any of the team that that means he's going to see ice time. I just, I just don't. I don't think that Sutter is like capable of swallowing his pride to healthy scratch Leach again. I think that you know this team just has to figure out a way to play the game that they want to play. This is an entirely different team from last year. That Not every team is going to be receptive to a system. Not everyone is a cookie-cutter student, worker, player, athlete, anything. Musician, doctor. Some people do things their way. And as long as it gets done, it gets done. Did last year's team kind of need a kick in the butt to get themselves together and to learn to kind of remind themselves of how talented of a group they were? Yes. Does this group? No. This group is older, more experienced, full of veterans, and those vets are there to help the younger players. And their coach is just hurting them. The coach is doing nothing but harming their development. And saying really nasty things. I'm sorry, I cannot get over that hand-holding comment. That is very, very disappointing to hear, uh, you know, from really one of the greatest coaches of all times. And I'm not saying that this team needs to barricade Daryl Sutter out of the locker room. I don't think they would do that. I think that, um, <laughs> I don't think that this room is that kind of, like, that's not the most beneficial way to send a message I think that if anything it's maybe like going above Daryl Sutter and kind of talking to Tree Living being like hey we we need to talk or or they're very direct with Sutter and they say hey like this is what's this is what's cooking you know this is what's going on and we need to fix it uh again just start just start doing what you want to do because (laughs) I, I don't think 
there's really any other way to go about it at this point. I think unless things change tomorrow, uh, which I really don't expect them to, you know, the lines were working yesterday or prior to yesterday. They were like six, three and one in their last 10 with those lines. So you just, you have to look at a larger sample size. And I don't think that Sutter is going to look at yesterday against Chicago and go, aha, this is what's wrong. But coming up next, I thought that we would take a look at how some of our defensive prospects that we haven't really talked much about um, could come into play here and how the trade deadline is looking mighty sexy uh, thanks to Flash Analytics and how this beautiful chart that he put together for us. But before we do that, I do want to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting odds, news, and scores. It is the fastest and quickest way to place your bets and figure out all you need to know ahead of placing those bets. It is football playoff time. NFL playoffs are some of the best times to place a bet. Um, quite honestly, I might throw some money on the Cowboys this weekend. Maybe also the, the, the Buccaneers who the Cowboys are facing. <laughs> but I am very much looking forward to heading over to Bet Online to place my bets. It is very easy. They break it down for you in very simple steps. So you know what you're putting your money on. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you all so much for hanging out with me here on Locked on Flames. As always, you can uh, follow me on Twitter and uh, at Jess Belmosto. But more importantly, make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames. I thought that we could take a look at this beautiful uh, graph that Shane Stevenson put together. He writes for Flames Nation, and I'm just trying to pull this up. I'm very sorry. Again, not very tech savvy if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> but uh, all right. So again, this is one of those things that you probably want to be on YouTube for, so head on over there if you're interested. But Adam Rzichka, this this is just a graph of players with Rzichka, a player without Rizichka and Rizichka without a player. And this is a very interesting uh, dynamic that we're looking at here. And if you see, it's broken up into four quadrants, but really like two halves of bad and dull and dull and fun on the same, you know, that's kind of like the scale. And then good is up in the right upper right hand corner. Do you know who the two outliers are? I'm going to I'm going to give you a hint and I'm going to tell you that it is not Milan Lucic. Also, this graph is from Ineffective Math. Shane just happened to post it. I'm so sorry about that. But um it is Michael Stone and Nikita Zadorov. Those two are the outliers. Um and right here it's showing you that he has stabilized the fourth line. He has made fantastic progress and helps these team helps this team just kind of like level out and play better uh 
I think that, you know, it is very clear that he plays very well with Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin. I think that that is fantastic. He plays uh, kind of Brett Ritchie kind of, I can't tell if that's a gray or a blue box, but um, again, you're looking here, Rasmus Anderson, he looks great with, and same with Uyghur. Like, Uyghur and Tanev are fantastic. Like, I'm looking at this, and he plays very well with uh, Backlund, too. So, I am just saying that the defensive outliers here is the third pairing. It's very, very obvious. <laughs> like, you look at this, your eyes go straight for the fun cluster of all those, and then you look, and it is unfortunately that third pairing. And Shane writes that this is a clear outlier here that negatively impacts the team. It's been visually isolated, and now the coaches would have to watch the tapes to see why it's happening and how to correct it. Um, I I would say that... Uh, how you correct it is finding different defensemen. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, you just don't, you, you have to elevate that pair somehow. And we've talked about this and the trade deadline is coming up. And I think that it, it, it does make a little bit more sense now to trade for a, um, a veteran defenseman. Did I think that was the answer two weeks ago? I don't think so. I I really thought that this team just needed a forward because it's looking more and more like Oliver Shillington is not coming back as soon as we kind of hoped for. And we've seen with the third pairing over and over again that, you know, whether it be the penalties or the turnovers or just – the lack of defense when that's their main job, uh, just it, it's not working. And I think the Flames really aren't ready to promote some prospects. Clearly, they wouldn't even see the ice regardless, but I don't think that their defensive prospects are ready. We've tried Connor Mackey. Heck, we ran Huso Valamaki out of town and now he's like a top pairing defenseman in Arizona. I just uh again, maybe this is a coach problem, but um I would just like to take a longer look at, you know, who's available at the deadline. Is there someone that the Flames can trade for? And I'm sure we'll take a deeper look at that as the the winter drags on and we get closer to the trade deadline. But again, it's there. Someone should just email that to Brad Tree Living and say, look at this. Is this what you want? The window is now. The window is now. And this is what we're looking at. So I would just keep an eye on that. And hopefully we see some changes ahead of the St. Louis Blues game. Because in my opinion... It's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> if things don't change, it's just going to get worse. All right? Because you don't lose to the 32nd, literally the worst team in the league, and not make changes. But, again, I'm not a coach, and I don't play one on TV. So, thank you, everyone, so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. I will see you tomorrow, where I am going to preview the 
St. Louis and Flames game because, of course, what else are we going to do? So thank you so much, and I will see you then. Bye-bye.